T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, that's right. Beamaz and Beamer back together again here on WBEN. Joe, how's it going? Brian's great. No, it's, a, it's not. It's Don't nice, lie. It's Don't a nice lie. Monday. We're cooling off a little bit here in western New York. Snot came out of my nose this morning, Joe. It was 5 a.m. <laughs> on the radio, and we said, Joe, welcome back. How's it going? He said, in typical Joe Beamer fashion, your hair is looking very nice. You look like you're running for office. Oh, thank you. Just the way thank you're, you. uh, anyways, in typical Joe Beamer fashion, he said, it's great. It's great to be back. And I, snot came out of my nose because I'm saying you were on vacation for a week. Now it's Monday morning at 5 a.m. and you're at work and it's great. Uh, no, I don't think so. Back to work with my favorite people, Brian. Of course, vacation was Who? all- Who's that? You, Susan, we got Lucas on the other side of the glass. Come on. Uh, David will be here soon. Jimmy's not here, but, you know, when he's here, he's in, he's in that group. No, the beach was awesome, obviously, right? I mean, not a worry. Vacation mode uh, for a week and one of the longest vacations I've taken, I think, since uh, high school. That's a good. You got out there. Yeah. You know, lengthy vacation. Yeah. I wonder if people have, um, because I'm just speaking, like, for me, I'm, I have to... Uh, put the days in actually in august we're looking at you know taking a week off and i was thinking about i think i was talking to you about this i don't think i've taken an entire week off since early 2020 i right. think since my son was born was the last time i took a week straight off so you're due for a week vacation yeah but i mean there's been no like you no know, reason. There was, yeah, we weren't doing any big vacation. There was nothing really to go to. I've taken like a couple of days here and there, long weekends, but not like the week off. And the week off is different than. Oh yeah, the week off is different, and it does, it does take you that day to get back into the groove. And mm -hmm. I did not give myself that day no. because yesterday got home, put the bags down, fell right to sleep. <laughs> Tomorrow at 5 a.m. when I'm like, Joe, how's it going? I feel like I might have a different answer. You might have a different answer, but I, I do. I did put some afternoon time aside to uh, catch up on uh, catch up on sleep when that uh, that alarm hit hit me by surprise this morning. It's like that delayed uh, hangover you'll have uh, return to work or something like that. Joe, breaking news. Uh oh, another streaming service to spend money on, NFL. Plus, the National Football League just announcing they're launching NFL Plus, $5 a month or $40 a year, uh, and it launches today. Now, NFL Wait. Plus, 
What uh, what do you get with NFL Plus? <laughs> exactly. NFL Plus will include all out-of-market preseason games. Finally. That's what we've all been hoping for is to watch the a team you don't care for play their preseason games. Uh, the preseason kicks off August 4th. The uh, Jags face the Raiders August 4th, the first preseason game. That game nationally televised, so it will not be on NFL Plus. Oh. So you actually don't get every preseason game. So I thought you were going to tell me that this was their answer to the NFL Sunday ticket leaving DirecTV after this season, that they were just going to launch this this season, and then next year that's where you'll be able to find NFL Sunday ticket because $5 a month, It might uh, I'm be in. that. But here's the thing with the NFL. So they're not going to – I mean, they have a very lucrative TV deal the way it's set up that's right what I now. heard, yeah. I, I just don't – See, like, I can understand, like, hockey, if you like baseball, basketball, some of these other sports, you getting the package and then you get all the games. But with football, pretty much every game, you know, every Bills game is on TV locally. And then, like, every other game you'd want to watch is on TV. Like, there's, yeah, I cannot remember the last time where I was thinking, you know, oh, I really want to watch that game and it's not on. You know what I mean? It's a good, yeah. And if there's a game that, you're right, games that are must-watch usually are on TV, especially now with flex scheduling. Yeah. Right? But if there's a game where, oh, that's an interesting matchup, I'll just turn on NFL Red Zone. I'll see enough yeah. of that game. Yeah. You'll you know? see it when it's important. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if this is a flop or a hit for uh, that. But, you know, $5. Look, they're just nickel and diamond, everybody. Little streaming services. $5 here, $5 there. Is there a preseason game that you really want to see that you would pay the $5 for? No. I don't, for, and I think we talked about this last year, for as much as I love the Bills, like, I am not a preseason no. game watcher. Because no. I... I watch Terrified. Because I'm just scared someone's going to get hurt. scared someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. It leads you to, I mean, like, what happens in the preseason has almost no correlation at all to what happens in the regulars so it might lead you to like have some belief that something's going to happen and it doesn't like when um uh uh what's his face uh interception guy um i blocked him for my uh memory pick mr pickman the quarterback oh nathan peterman nathan peterman and uh kelvin benjamin were lights out that one home preseason game, you remember, driving down the field. And I was like, wow, this is going to be great this year. And then Kelvin Benjamin never did anything. Nathan Peterman just threw more interceptions. Yeah, Nathan Peterman was good in two situations, preseason games and games he entered that the Bills were down by 30-plus points. It was entertaining every single time. Oh, um, very entertaining, yes. But no, I'm not going to pay to watch the uh, preseason, no, and, and, unfortunately. I, this is going to make me so- sound like less of a Bills fan. I, know, I don't care. You know, the people that are important are going to make the team, right? Those last-minute roster ads, I'll read about it. I don't need to see yeah. them. I'm not making that decision. Yeah. I don't have my pin and pad. Okay, are they going to? I think this person should make the team. I leave that up to the coaches. I'll learn about the special teams the first time there's a big special teams play. Right. <laughs> Week one and or with, two. And with this team, we might not may, see it much. It might, maybe never. Yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> all right. Um, so, all right. Uh, over the weekend, you uh, missed it, Joe. I know you wanted to go. But Garth Brooks yeah. was at the stadium. I saw a lot um, A lot of people were there. Heard it was great. I think a lot of people had the attitude of, and if you were there, let us know. Uh, you have a, a little review you want to pass along. 803-0930 is the place to do it. Uh, I think a lot of people there were there because of the event, more so than 
Garth Brooks. I, I think you had a lot of people there who didn't care, you know, either way for Garth Brooks. They just wanted to be at a stadium show. They wanted to see what all the fuss is about. They heard he's a great show, and so they went. I have a buddy who I don't think could name you five Garth Brooks songs, made a last-minute decision to go to the concert, and text me Saturday night, this is the best show I've ever been to. Really? Yes. But That's going in, I, impressive. Going in, it was, I, it was a last-minute decision. So obviously for him, he was 50-50 if he even wanted to go. Because he texted me early Saturday, should I really go to this? Yeah. And I said, <laughs> Garth Brooks, still one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I'm upset that I couldn't see him at the stadium. But, you know, I, I have a friend. I was telling Lucas this during, um, before the show. I have a friend who saw him three times when he did those six shows mm-hmm. in 2015. He said he was as good the first show, uh, the last show, as he was the first show. Oh, that's always what you want to hear. Yeah. Um, I always laugh when like, people say, ah, I don't really know him. And I, my response has been, I think I might have said this last week, like, I don't think I've ever listened to Garth Brooks on purpose. And I probably know 20 songs. Like, that <laughs> if you played right now, I'd be like, yeah, know it, know it, know it. And I think everyone is the same way. Well, also, anyway, it's a style. Like, if you hear Garth Brooks, you're like, oh, that's either Garth Brooks or when he pretended to be Chris Gaines. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a very distinct. You, yeah. you know him when you hear him. Um, so it brings up this question, Joe. Which would you feel worse about? If you were at Garth Brooks and you were sitting in the 300 level and you paid the same as the person sitting right next to the stage yeah. because every ticket was $100, is that a worse feeling or would it be a worse feeling as having the same seat and somebody next to you paid $500 less than you paid for your seat? Ooh. Which is worse? Well... I can blame the fact that I paid the same in the 300s as the person on my timing, right? That's on me. That's my fault. <laughs> and you know what? I guarantee you, Brian, there were people by the stage that paid a whole lot more than $100. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, for the, if the person right next to me paid $500 less, I think I'd feel worse in that situation. I think I'm the opposite. All right. Because I, to, to much of an extent, I actually think the one is out of your control. The, um, you know, if you were in line for Garth Brooks tickets and bought them the day of, like, you know, you could have been there 10 a.m. Tickets go on sale. Right. You're right there in line. You were signed up and everything. You have everything ready to go. And just somehow you're in line number 30,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's how can you really control that? And you end up getting the ticket where you get the ticket. And it's like, you know, I it's to an extent it's out of your control. If I'm sitting next to the person I paid for that seat. I decided to pay this amount for this seat. And, some, you know, I, at the end of the day, that's, I decided what it was worth. You know, it was worth, what, $1,000 or whatever, $200, whatever it might have cost to sit in that seat. And, you know, there you go. I mean, that's your, that, that's your own that's problem. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I agree with Rob. I wouldn't want to know. I don't want to know what the people around me paid because I'm, I am afraid of that. I, I wouldn't want to know unless I got the deal. And if I know that I paid less, I want to know what everyone else paid. Yes, and you want everyone around good. you to know. I, I don't need everyone <laughs> around me. I actually feel guilty about this. This I started talking about this early this morning, but uh, one of the Sabres games this past year. That's right. A friend of mine, we were on the glass behind the bench. Now, we, those weren't our tickets, <laughs> and we did not really pay to be in the game because tickets were very easy to come by uh, this year for the Sabres. And we were next to uh, father and son, 
from up in Canada who, you know, to go see the Leafs play is, you know, you're spending your entire hockey budget for the year on one ticket. And they told us how much they paid to be on the glass. <laughs> and then he asked, well, how much did you pay? And it just kind of did the, well, yeah, yeah we're... Uh, I, I didn't answer the question. I didn't have the heart to say that nobody's at this game, so we <laughs> walked down to these seats. <laughs> and you could have done the same. I, I, yeah, I know, but that's like I, I feel bad, you know, saying that to somebody who did that. But anyway, so the reason why we're bringing this up is this uh, Springsteen concert. And I've actually heard a few people talking about this this weekend because the story has gotten out about people paying as much as two, three, four thousand dollars for a ticket to go see Bruce Springsteen on his new tour. The new tour, which is coming to Buffalo next year in March. Tickets go on sale this upcoming Wednesday. Now, why two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000? they are doing variable pricing. Right. Uh, ticket mass. It's supply and demand pricing. So I'm going to try to break it down. Here's basically what's happened. You remember when Paul McCartney was here? Yes. And tickets sold out in three seconds. But tickets didn't really sell out. A bunch of people with computers bought up all the tickets and then sold them on StubHub or SeatGeek or one of these other secondary markets for two, three, four, five times the price at which they were selling for at the box office. And everyone was up in arms. Chuck Schumer was here. You know, we have to stop the ticket bots from buying that. We have to think of a way to stop these bots from buying the tickets and selling them at jacked up prices. Well, here Ticketmaster is saying we have a way to stop ticket bots from selling at jacked up prices. We're going to sell them to you at the jacked up price. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when you think it's simple supply and demand economics because at the end of the day, if somebody is willing to pay that price for a ticket, that's what the ticket's worth. That is what the ticket's worth and that's what the ticket is going to cost no matter who sells it, right? So this is the way of keeping ticket bots out there to say, listen, it's going to be based on supply and demand, like the secondary market. If demand is low, I mean, look, tickets started about $60 to go see Bruce Springsteen. Oh. If demand is high, really high, for some of these premium seats, it might go up 1000 or more. What do you think, just on the surface of that, Joe? I mean, as you pointed out, it's a way for Ticketmaster to say, "Hey, we see what you are paying out there, so we're gonna we're gonna get it." But I, I do think there is some worth to to getting rid of the ticket bots, as you call them, right? I mean, there is something to that. I think there might be a better plan than this, but I think there is something to the people, the the bots that literally just take over and you know get half the arena for some of these bigger shows? See, I don't think that there is a better plan for this. Because really, the ticket bots, and all, they're only a problem for big acts. Well, yes, of course. And the big acts are going to sell for some of the tickets a lot of money. Some people are always going to want to pay a lot of money to see Bruce Springsteen, to see McCartney, to see if Garth Brooks was at the arena one night instead of at the stadium, to right. see Garth Brooks, you know, you name it, all these other uh, who's, you know, Right, Kanye, Taylor Swift. Uh, Be how did Bieber sell when he was here? I think I don't Justin know. Bieber. But, you know, people are going to pay a lot of money to go see that. And if you want to start, no one wants to hear this. Ticket prices are too low for concerts in general. <laughs> and it's, you might 
listen to me and say you're crazy, especially because ticket prices this year are way up for all these events that if you've gone to a concert, you know. But ticket prices are too low. You know how we know this? Because people are selling them for five times as much on the secondary market. If you went by how it's supposed to work, right? Capitalism, supply and demand, economics. The ticket would be sold for what somebody's willing to pay for it. So how does this work? Because you said it starts at 60. So if I get on right at 10 o'clock, I get a $60 ticket? I mean, no. What, what dictates the price going up? I guess is where I'm, I'm missing the connection. I don't know how – that's the one part, right, is you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. So right. you don't know. But the idea is if tickets are selling fast and furious in one particular spot, you know, say, all right, I want Section 120. All right. Well, if everyone's trying to buy Section 120 right as tickets go on sale – the price is going to go up until people slow down buying in that section. As you pointed out, there is someone that was the first of that wave. Someone would have been the first. And that's how you get the person next to you spending 120 for 120 and the person, you know, a row back spending 1000 for 120 That is true. It's, how- it's, it's, it's interesting. Now, was this the one that you had to sign up for something? Yes. Okay. So you had to verify that you're a real person, basically. So right. You had to but that's still not enough to get rid of the, 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 the bots. You would think it is. But this, I, I look at this basically as, look, saying, even if you pre-register and I bought tickets, if I bought tickets to Bruce Springsteen and then I saw that I could sell them for four times what they were worth. I'm selling them. I'd sell them. Yeah. And I, I think what this is basically doing is saying, listen, if you're going to buy tickets from the box office and buy tickets to see Bruce Springsteen from Bruce Springsteen, I want the people buying the tickets to actually be in the seats. And if you pay $2,000 for a ticket to go see Bruce Springsteen, you're not selling that. (laughs) You're not selling it for profit, at least. And he has the fans that will pay that. So you want to buy the ticket. I mean, that's that's what he's getting at at the end of the day. You're trying to cut scalpers out of it. And I think it's going to work. So I mean, you can't complain about one with the bots and scalpers, and then they come up with the solution and say, well, that's not the solution we want. All right, well, the alternative is what bots, you have before. Yeah, yeah, we'll go right back to that. In your opinion, how much is a ticket to Bruce Springsteen worth? I'm the wrong person to ask. You know, I like Bruce Springsteen fine, but... I'm just I'm I'm not going. I'm not um but I, his status as, you know, well, here interesting you say that because I would say that for his status the average price of what tickets are selling for on his tour is probably what I would say people would pay to go see him. Well, yeah. According to Ticketmaster, $262 on average. So, here's the other part of the story. Just because somebody complains about it online doesn't mean it's a huge problem, right? So you heard the stories about $4,000 to see Bruce Springsteen in the front two rows. Yep. You know, trying to buy tickets very close to the stage, right up there. Just 1% of total tickets, according to Ticketmaster, across all shows sold for more than $1,000. So to paint this as if it's some big problem, and if you want to see Bruce Springsteen, it's going to cost you $2,000, would not be the case. Most of the tickets, 56%, 
sold for under two hundred dollars. Oh, so that's it. So I would say in general, they're probably going for what you would expect to pay to go see Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. And you can't be scared off by a couple of stories. So <laughs> you hear the stories, it gets the headlines, but like so many other things, Joe. Just because it's the headline and you have some people complaining and tweeting and doing whatever about it doesn't mean it reflects the reality of what you're going to be dealing with. Right, yeah, and and someone's going to pay that high price. Do you feel, Brian, uh, because for me, I just like, you know, I, I don't want to be far, far away, but I, I like to be at the show and taking in the music. Is it important to you if you're in the first two rows of a concert? That's, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. So that's never been an issue for me. I I like being close. Don't get me wrong. I love being close to the stage. I don't need to be in one of the first two rows. I need to be, like, ideally, I need to be touching the stage. But like You like the speakers right in your ear. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want the singer to be spitting in my face. <laughs> like, that's, I, I mean, in yeah. no exaggeration. Like, that's how, that's what I grew up with. That's the shows I've always been to. Like, that's, so when I go to an arena, I feel very out of place, and it's not the same for me. Like, we went to go see Kiss. Um, you know, if I'm at a seated theater, anything where you're buying seats for, I mean, even a smaller one, if you have to buy a seat, I'm, it's not the same for me. I am used to being, I like being right up there standing by the stage, standing up. I can't, when people sit down, it drives me nuts. Um, you know, unless you're seeing the BPO, there's no reason to sit down. Right. I like, it matters a lot to me. So I am the type of person who, you know, like the stadium this past weekend, Bruce Springsteen going on sale this Wednesday. If you're telling me I'm going to sit up in the 300 level, like, I don't know. For me, the way I experience a concert, I'm thinking, well, I, I could just put the record on and look at a picture <laughs> because uh, it might almost be the same thing. Yeah. Good point. But I don't know. Maybe you had a different uh, opinion on this. Maybe you were at uh, sitting far away at the stadium this weekend. Still enjoyed yourself. Let us know. 803-0930. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's Beamaz and Beamer 
News Radio 930 WBEN. Beamaz and Beamer together once again. Joe Beamer back from vacation to uh, kick off the week with us here. We're talking about the concert ticket prices. Bruce Springsteen goes on sale Wednesday. Some people are paying thousands of dollars to go see the boss because of Ticketmaster's variable pricing. Um, here's you know the other part on this, Joe. Uh, Representative uh, Bill Pars, no Pascrell, not Bill Parcells. Um, different guy, but he's a congressman out of New Jersey, previously introduced the Boss Act. Get it? I got it. If there's one thing politicians are good at, acronyms. The Boss Act? Just Yeah, the Boss Act, the better oversight of secondary sales and accountability in concert ticketing. Oh, I thought it had to do with Bruce Springsteen. Even ACT is an acronym. Um, <laughs> you introduced it back in 2009 to bring transparency to sale, pricing, distribution of tickets. Uh, he is quoted in the story about Bruce Springsteen tickets now as Americans have the right to enjoy some live entertainment without getting ripped off. And I guess here's where I differ from the congressman, because if you willingly pay over a thousand dollars to see an artist, I don't think you're being ripped off. I mean, nobody is forcing you to pay True. that amount of money to go do anything. So, I mean, there's the other side of that, right? I, I mean, you might be angry that you are outpriced to see certain events. But, I mean, you know, I, hey, I'm outpriced to go uh, to the World Cup final. Yeah. I I'm- can't afford the uh, plane ticket and uh, event ticket. And, you know, what... Should I complain about it all day? When the when the Bills uh, make the Super Bowl, I will probably be outpriced of a Super Bowl ticket. I will ticket. definitely be out. There is no way, you know, what uh, my dad went to a Super Bowl. Um, I uh, everyone in everyone listening to this knows somebody who went to yes. one of or all of the four Bills Super Bowls and did not mortgage their home to be able to go. Not I will never be able to go right. to a Bills Super Bowl. Well, actually, no, I could. If I paid, but if I paid six thousand dollars to go see the Bills at the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be complaining about that. Would be my choice, right? I mean, we might also be able to get a press pass. I would never want it. Really? Radio Row? Do the show? No. I would love to do the show from Radio Row. Not allowed. I've sat in the press box before. They are uh, frowned upon slamming beers in the press box show. Oh, not allowed. Yeah, we'll just (laughs) let's go to Rich. In Chictawaga, Rich, you're on WBEN. All right. Uh, Rich, when you're at one of these big shows, uh, stadium, arena, or something like that, does where you sit matter more than anything else? Yeah, so I've been to, um, it'll be my 15th Metallica show coming up in August at the stadium here. Very nice. nice. And uh, I um, I have floor seats, general admission. I'm lucky enough um I, I, I get, like, a pre-sale code from Metallica because I'm in the fan club. <laughs> but um, I saw them in February in Las Vegas with my wife. So I didn't want to be down on the floor and fighting and clawing and all that with my wife there. Um, and we sat in the 300s, and I could tell you that I hated it. I hated every second of it. It's just different. It, you all, You feel removed from it yeah, you're not you're not a part of it you're not you're not like you're not in the show as much and like you know a lot of people like they just want to go they want to hear the music but i mean i've I, when the rolling stones were here five or six years ago 
I paid four seventy two, I think was my total bottom line ticket price to sit in the third row. And when they come back again, if they wanted four seventy two or more, I'd pay it again. Well, Rich, um, hey, one more thing. Me and Joe were on the floor at the uh, arena for Metallica yeah. last time they were there. We were there opened. together. I said my there, yep. my big uh, my only complaint about it. They were fantastic. It was amazing. But I remember at one point going to Joe and saying, "You shouldn't be able to hear me talk right now." It wasn't loud enough for me, Rich. You know, I've, I've never really enjoyed HSBC or whatever it's called now for concerts. I think. The acoustics in that building were never great. I've um, heard so many people say that. And, uh, you know, I, I saw, I've seen Metallica, like, outside at Yankee Stadium. I've seen them. I saw them at the Toronto Opera House with only 800 people. And they're never a quiet band. Yeah. Well, that's what I was expecting, Rich. Hey, thanks for the call. Enjoy in a couple of weeks. Um, I, where you sit, I think, matters so much. I even, I even felt this at our park. Now, I had a great seat. I went to see the War on Drugs. Uh, it was about like a month ago or so now, at our park, and I had. Uh, it was a good seat, uh, by anyone else's standards, <laughs> right? Um, it was the uh, front of like the second row. So you know, it's an amphitheater. There's the first kind of section, and then there's like a little break where people walk in, and then there's a whole second section that takes you up to the back. And I was the first of the second section. So, you know, kind of right there, able to see, you're able to see everything. Um, it, it sounds amazing. But there is some, I feel a little removed from it um, than immersed. I like to be immersed right. by it. You like to experience the concert. It's not just the music. Yes. I, I like to be immersed in what I'm seeing where it's, it's like all around. It's, I like an IMAX, in, you know, rather than watching it. From your couch. Right. You know, yes. to make the Top Gun comparison, right? If I'm going to see that movie, I want to see it in the IMAX, be totally immersed by it instead of on my TV where I can see everything around it. That's how I am at a concert. So even that for me, you know, good seat by anybody else, but I just, it didn't do it for me. I wasn't immersed. I was, you know, you, you see everything else around, you get distracted by people walking, and uh, it's just not the same. Yeah. See, I, I have to say, when we went to see Metallica, I did enjoy being on the floor for that concert, right? Now, it was, I agree with you, it wasn't loud enough. And I hear that complaint <laughs> from people at the arena all the time about, about music. Uh, I really enjoy that. However, you know, I'm looking to go to Def Leppard on August 10th, and I will probably, uh, with the price of tickets, be in the 300 level. I just think I'll still enjoy it because I'll be able to stand because there won't be anyone behind me. Yeah. I'm, a show like that, and there are some shows where I don't mind going to sit and way in the back and just like kicking your feet up and enjoying it. Yeah. But that's, it's a totally different thing right. for me. It's yeah. like a, it's, Almost like you're not even going to a concert. I mean, it's I would put it in a totally separate category. Shows that I do that for versus other ones where I want to be right up in the middle of things. But by the way, the floor of Metallica, you know, people. I feel like people would have this like crazy image, like uh, you know, uh, no seats or whatever. The floor of Metallica, everyone's standing around. My, you know, how old's this band? Yeah, it was, was like the say, tamest. Uh, <laughs> when Brian and I are the youngest people on the floor. <laughs> My gray hairs were no match for everyone else's um, on the floor to see Metallica last time they were here. Yes, it was very different than when I went to go see Five Finger Death Punch and was right in the, in the front of the stage. Oh. That very different experience than seeing I Metallica like, in 2018. I'm going to have to drag you in one of these days, too. Uh, we'll pick a good show to go to. Oh, yeah, and, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll drag you in. I, but, no, on this you know thing, Joe, I, it's the one thing that I... 
If a ticket to go see I, this quote of Americans have the right to enjoy some live entertainment without getting ripped off, I don't. You're not getting ripped off if you feel that's the worth. Yeah, being ripped off would be. Oh, I thought I, you know, I paid three hundred dollars for this, and then like two weeks later, they take an extra thousand out of your account. Like that's you know that's getting ripped off. <laughs> that's what you didn't agree to, yes. right? Um, but knowingly spending that much money on something that you don't have to go to, I mean that's. That's your decision. Right. You can go to live entertainment for free. Yeah. You can go see, you know, plenty of uh, bands, plenty of uh, live music for free. You can go see plenty of uh, live music that costs $10 or $20. If you want to see the one and only Bruce Springsteen, you might have to pay a bit of money. And if you, you might pay $60 to go see him. But if you want to see the one and only Bruce Springsteen up close and, you know, from me to you, Joe... Well, guess what? You know, it's I want to go. I want to go see the Champions League final in Europe. I want to go to the Super Bowl. We're probably not going to see you there. You have to pay for it, right? And that's yeah. not. It's not being ripped off. It's just. It's what it is now. I don't like it. I wish I could afford to go. I, if I really wanted to, I could spend all my money and go. Yeah. But I decide not to, and I'm fine with it. And uh, I'm not complaining to uh, my congressman because I can't afford to go to the Super Bowl. Hey, I know this isn't a concert, but I would love to, tomorrow after the show, hop on a plane and sit behind home plate for the Mets-Yankees uh, game. Yeah. I can't do that. I don't. <laughs> that's out of my price range. Why was, I could. Why was, you know, so when I mentioned sitting on the glass. So say, I had never done that before. Yeah. And, you know, I got the opportunity. We snuck down, and we were able to sit right behind the goal. It, cool experience, right? A very different um, but you won't be there in a playoff game. No, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that ever again. And I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just right. going to get the seat I can afford or not go. Um, which is, you know, brings you to the different point of comparing it to Garth. I would compare it to. I'm more upset on something like Bill's training camp, where everything's free. <laughs> you can't get a, a pass to go and watch a practice. Yeah. I mean, like that is what would make me more upset than seeing a ridiculous price for even the Bills home opener. I mean, compare the Bills home opener this year and what the uh, ticket would go for, to which is like $200 to get in, and that's at the box office, from what I saw, to the home opener, say, four years ago or so. Which was always the highest, the highest price. If you were going to resell the home opener, that's the or a game that was the game you'd make the money off. But nothing, believe me, I know nothing close mm-hmm. to what you can get now. If you hold a pair of uh, home opener tickets and you paid, you know, face value, the money you can make but, off that. But face value is you know dynamic pricing is nothing new. The bills kind of have been doing yes. that. You go to the box office to buy. Tickets to Bills game. The Sabres have been doing this for a number of years. Different games cost different prices. You go to the box office to buy a ticket to the Bills home opener. It's going to cost different than when you buy tickets to go see them play the Jets later in the year. It's much more expensive to go to that home opener yep. primetime game. You want to go see the Sabres play the Maple Leafs on Saturday night? It's more expensive than seeing them against Florida on Tuesday night. Uh, it, it's the same kind of idea as with Bruce Springsteen. You want to go see him here? His one Buffalo stop every you know decade or so, and you want to sit really close, you're going to pay more than if you see him somewhere else he's been a bunch of times before and sit way in the back. Just remember, locally, you still can't go to the box office. Locally, they are still closed, except on game day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, to, to people, and uh, we should uh, check out our text board 
because there's a few good ones. I love one person's suggestion of bring back in-person ticket sales only. Yes. Yes. Nobody's complaining about the bots and the people who really want them and stand outside. And you know what? If you're a scalper and you camp outside for a day to get your – guess what? You earned your tickets. Yeah. Resell them for whatever. I mean, you, yeah. uh, you camped and you earned it. But I like that. It's, it was like a, another event – Prior to the event. Oh, yeah. The events of tickets going on sale was exciting. You'd be standing at, you know, someone would be walking into Tops to get their groceries, and they'd have all these people standing in line at customer service. Oh, they'd yeah. Have to walk, they'd have to walk over people waiting in line for tickets that went on sale the next day. I'd go to Kaufman's upstairs to the customer service desk because they would have, they would sell oh, that's some. Right. <laughs> they had a ticket office. They could print tickets, and it would be you and, like, ten other people in line at the Kaufman's at the Boulevard Mall. <laughs> Looking to get tickets. You're telling me places like a Macy's or a JCPenney wouldn't invite that? Hey, get people back into our store? No, that would be so fun. You know what I mean? That but, was, it, you're right. It was an event. And then they did this. I think it was Tickets.com. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Tickets.com that started the, hey, it doesn't matter when you got here. You get here and we're just going to give you a ticket. And then we'll call out a number. And that's where the line starts. That got a little annoying. Oh, yeah. But they did start doing that toward the end of... You know, before everything went to the internet. And yeah, now it's just, hey, I'm at work. Oh, 10 o'clock, you know. It just doesn't feel quite the same. It's not the same. same. No, take uh, time off. You get to miss some school to stand in line for a concert. Come on. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I think there's a lot to that, right? And it's kind of fun to be able to do uh, some of that. Kids today, Brian, they'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone, oh, and trust me, the person who says I like saving the ticket stubs. I am, again, this is like a don't tell my wife uh, type thing. I pay more now because you have to pay more to pick up a ticket at will call than to have really? the ticket on your phone or printed out. To get a printed ticket, they'll charge you like an extra two bucks or something like that. Does everyone still offer actual paper tickets? Um, I don't know if everyone does, but you can usually pick it up. As an option. Because okay. I usually get like the email after buying tickets. Don't forget, your phone is your ticket. Yeah. I always look for paper tickets if I want them. Because everyone does posters now. You shove them in the poster and you know put it up on the wall and do that kind of thing. It's very cool. That is cool. And then so the person saw Ze- Zeppelin for $35. Those were the days. And it goes back to the conversation we had with Rob uh, here earlier this morning. Those were the days. In those days, what did artists used to do? It was $35, sure, you know, maybe it was less to go see Led Zeppelin. And then how much did you pay for the album every right. time it came out? $30 plus, 40 more? I mean, it was expensive to and buy the big record. And that's when people would buy the record again for the collector's yes. version. And people would actually shell out more money and to get what they And you'd buy it on have. CD. Yes. And you'd buy, you'd buy it on multiple formats. And the concert price were cheap. And they said you were touring to support the record. You got your music out there hoping that somebody's going to go and buy that record. That's where you made your money. Now it's the complete opposite. Right. Nobody pays for music anymore. I'm the only one left. <laughs> I just got a CD in the mail last Friday. Um, you. I, Does your car have a CD player? No. Which, ah. uh, don't get me started. <laughs> I got a CD and like only one place to listen to it. Uh, but no, nobody pays for the music anymore. So now it's bands are releasing music for free. To hopefully people come to their show, which costs more money now. Right. So it's you they know. do have to make up for the lost. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not spending money on music anymore. Um, you do have some people that still buy records, right? Oh you yeah. You know the, yeah. The, the the comeback of vinyl. Um, I think you probably have. Do you think you have more people buying vinyl today or CDs? 
Oh, vinyl. Vinyl uh, surpassed, I think, the last two years. Really? Vinyl sales were more than C. I think I remember that correctly. I might be mistaken, or they're outpacing, or they're on pace to you know outsell CDs. I still buy CDs. Some things I'll buy on vinyl, but... Who's out there buying cassettes? I saw that there was a surge oh, in cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, that was a story last week. No, not me. You missed the days of uh, playing a cassette in your car and then the tape getting stuck, and now you've not only lost that cassette, you've ruined the cassette deck it's like in your car. One of the worst audio formats ever, <laughs> and somehow making a comeback. It doesn't yeah. sound any better. Who was it's, it? Billy, Billy Eilish put a an album on cassette. Joe, everyone, every every single artist who sends me something about a new record. I just got one uh, last Friday, and we were talking about it last week. Every artist who releases a new record has in the email they send out all right get, order the vinyl now digital download oh also available on cd and our collector's cassette <laughs> every single new cd is coming out on cassette does that one hundred twenty-five thousand dollar uh vehicle you saw last week did that have a cd player no <laughs> it didn't <laughs> i don't know no it doesn't have a cd you think you would buy a cd player right <laughs> no you got to bring your walkman in and, like hook it up to the sound system the there is something with the cassette right and some people were texting in last week about, uh, right, like, it's cool, you know, it's it's a little different, you know, people are into it, they, you know, buy the old Walkman, they got the headphones on, and that's, I, that's fine. You like what you like. Yeah, have fun. But am I wrong in saying there's a little bit, maybe it's one of the reasons I'm not super into it, it's a little bit of a look at me kind of thing. Like, if you see a somebody walking down the street with a cassette player in the year 2022, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. Like that's a, you know, hey, look at me. I'm very interesting. Ask me about my tape. And, you know, after <laughs> after you play that about 10 times on both sides, it, the quality will even go down worse. Yeah, no, it yeah. gets worse. Yeah. It degrades every single <laughs> yeah. time you play it. It's There's nothing, right, um, that is I, – I, there's no redeeming quality. To a cassette. I don't understand it. I do remember being very excited when I got my uh, 98 Ultima uh, when I was in high school. And they, they had the button that you could press that would rewind just one track. I was like, oh, look yeah. at this. I, I mean, thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was magic. I'm like, how do they know? Right. How can they do it? <laughs> um, that it, it was amazing. Good and, times. you know, cassettes were great. You could listen to the radio. Knew a song was coming up. Hit That's record on the cassette. Exactly. You can make your own mixed cassettes yeah. rather easily uh, using some CDs you might have had in the house. Put in your cassette player. Guess what you don't have to do in 2022? That. Any of that. Yeah. <laughs> and you can still make a mixtape just without the tape. Yes. Yeah. You make. I can make a five-hour-long mix, um, which I do, and uh, play that over and over again. Switch up the songs. Oh, yeah. Rearrange the order at a whim. The cassette is just a very, like, it's, it's an attention seeker. Yeah, people are carrying around Walkmans with cassettes, the same way. Um, I don't know. You wear like Gucci or something. I think you know. Now that we've mentioned it, I think I'm going to run the uh, 50 yard finish with a cassette cassette player. Just skipping the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't make it through a single track. At every bounce, you uh, take. You have to get the shockproof. Oh yeah, yeah. Pay the, the extra sport, twenty bucks. Sport mode. Sport mode, so it's waterproof and shockproof. Yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> Carrying around that extra weight. All right, Joe, good to have you back. Hey, it's great to be back. I, I do mean it. Great to be back with my favorite people here on WBEN. We'll see what you say tomorrow. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow on WBEN. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.